What's up, everybody? Casey Putney here, and welcome to episode three of the Leadership for Life podcast. Can I just say how truly humbled and excited I am at the response we've received at the first two episodes? Humbled, truly. Because let's be totally transparent with one another here. This is not a high-dollar podcast. I don't have a microphone that costs hundreds of dollars. Mine was a Christmas gift from my daughter. I think it cost a bit over $20. Humbled because I don't have an expensive soundproof studio. As I talk to you right now, I'm in my home office with my $20 microphone trying to make sure you don't hear the clothes dryer or my dogs running up and down the hallway. Now what I do have, I think I have in abundance, what I do have is passion. A passion to help people. A passion to help you reach your full potential. A passion to help you get past the junk that you tell yourself every day. And when I started this, I decided to bet on that passion. I decided to believe that you could hear my passion, that somehow we could connect and that we could go on a journey together. I decided to believe that if I simply shared with you what I have learned and pour my experiences into those sessions, that we might actually find our potential together. I know I'm growing and I hope you are as well. So again, welcome to episode three. In this episode, we'll close out the, the three-episode series of the Laws of Growth as prescribed by John Maxwell. We'll come back to these in later episodes, but take a break from them in order to examine some other topics for a while. In our first episode, we discussed the Law of Trade-Offs. As I said in that episode, it might very well be one of my favorite topics. We discussed the need for us to give up something in order to grow, whether it's bad habits, negative beliefs, grudges, anger, excuses, and the list could go on and on. There's no shortage of things that get in our way of growth and potential. We simply need to give up in order to go up. In episode two, we looked at the law of consistency. We examined the need to simply keep moving forward. We talked about how to set small, achievable goals to, to gain momentum, motivational momentum. And we challenged each other to outline our what, our how, our why, and when related to growth. Now, we turn our attention to the law of the mirror. As I focus on leadership, I, I spend a lot of time asking what keeps people from being successful. And I'll, I'll paraphrase something John Maxwell says here. I, I believe all people have the seeds of success within them. All they need to do is cultivate those seeds, water them, feed them, and they'll begin to grow. That's why I've spent much of my professional life trying to add value to people. I love to see people blossom. Which is why I focus time on the question, why do many people fail to grow and reach their potential. I believe one of the main reasons is low self-esteem. Quite frankly, many people don't believe in themselves. As John says, they possess a hundred acres of possibilities, yet never cultivate them because they're convinced they won't be able to learn and grow and blossom into something wonderful. 
I'll share that I certainly fell into that definition for a time in my life. I grew up in a divorced household, never knowing my father. I actually uh, never had a meaningful conversation with him until I was in my 30s. So it was just me and my mom as she tried to carve out a living. Times were tough for her in the 1970s when there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities for single mothers. We lived in government housing and moved from trailer park to trailer park. In my 12 years of school, we moved eight times. And every time I entered a new school, I was the poor kid. Now, that caused me to do a lot of silly things and make a lot of bad decisions. But, but all those actions were driven by how I saw myself, how I defined myself, or in terms of what we're talking about today, the value that I put on myself. Having said all of that, I always heard this whisper inside of me telling me that I deserved more, that I could be more than what I was choosing to be. That whisper eventually led me to join the Air Force, and in the middle of basic training, I realized that I could be anyone I wanted to be. I could change. I was away from everything and everyone that I had ever known. In basic training, I wasn't the poor kid. I was Airman Putney, and no one cared anything about my past. So I realized that I had potential at my fingertips. My view of myself and what was possible for my future changed. And as my view changed, so did my actions. I began to expect more of myself. I became determined to be the very best on my team. I began to seek out growth opportunities and ask people to mentor me. And because of that, I excelled in the military. My thoughts changed, which changed my actions, which changed my results. I tell you all of that not to sound like a soap opera, but to illustrate what can happen in a person's life when they recognize their worth and begin to add value to themselves. I don't know how you see yourself today, but if you don't realize that you have genuine value and that you are worth investing in, then you will never put in the time and effort to reach your potential. You must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. That is the law of the mirror. And it's absolutely true. You simply will not give yourself time and opportunities to grow if you don't think you're worthy of it. If you think of your self-image on a scale of 1 to 10, then we can theorize how successful you'll be. For instance, if your self-image is a 3, then you will only be able to succeed at a level of 2. I've never seen anyone consistently rise above their self-image. Oh, I have to make sure you caught that. No one can consistently rise above their self-image. Now, I've seen people experience short moments of success beyond their self-image, only to eventually sabotage themselves. Why? Because they didn't feel comfortable with themselves. They didn't feel they were good enough for the success they found themselves experiencing. So our self-image is important. It, it determines in many ways how successful we'll be. Some would say, yeah, but my self-image will improve after I experience success. I would challenge just the opposite. You'll reach success only after your self-image improves. 
So how do we increase our self-image? Three quick thoughts. I want to give you three things to do that are guaranteed to raise your self-image. Number one, guard your self-talk. What is that? What's self-talk? Well, it's the talk that you talk to yourself every day. All of us talk to ourselves. In fact, I even talk to myself out loud. Did you know the most important person you listen to every single day is you? I'm a parent. My son is in his freshman year of college right now. And as I look back on his school journey, I can remember some of the talks he and I had related to the law of the mirror. Several times he's said to me, uh, someone at school said something to me or about me that, that really hurt my feelings. I get it. And none of us like being talked about. So while I try to support those feelings, I also point out other truths to him. For instance, the damage done by others is not nearly as great as the damage done by ourselves. Man, if you're not driving and you have a chance to write that down, you should do so. The damage done by others is not nearly as great as the damage done by ourselves. Begin to pay attention to what others say about themselves. Pay attention to what you say about yourself, both verbally and non-verbally. What are the silent thoughts you have about your perceived abilities and capabilities? How often do you talk down to yourself? What's most detrimental is that we don't only talk to ourselves, we listen to ourselves as well. Now please hear this. What you say to yourself, you will begin to believe. What you believe will then drive your actions, and your actions will create your reality. Think about this. In their book, The Answer, John Asaroff and Murray Smith Talk about negative messaging. By the time we're 17, we've heard the word no or you can't an average of 150,000 times. We've heard yes or you can about 5,000 times. That is 30 no's for every yes. That makes for a powerful belief in I can't. That's a lot to overcome. Now as a parent, I hear that and I realize I need to protect my children's mind as it relates to self-belief. As a leader, I recognize that I must pay attention to my beliefs of myself while also realizing that many of the detrimental actions I see others take part in can be traced back to how they perceive themselves. So to help them, I need to help them find value in themselves. Okay, that's number one. The second thing we have to focus on if we want to build our belief in our abilities is we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. Number two, stop comparing ourselves to others. When we do this, when we compare ourselves to others, we live a dangerous life because we compare our beginnings to someone else's middle or end. If we want to compare, we can only do that to ourselves. Are you a better person today? than you were yesterday? Do you add more value to yourself than you did last week? Do you help more people than you did last month? That's the only comparisons you have to make. Only two things can happen by comparing yourself to others. 
One, you compare yourself to someone so far ahead of you that you get frustrated, demoralized, and you quit. Or number two, you compare yourself to someone not as far as you and you get comfortable and become complacent. Our mission is to become better today than we were yesterday. We do that by focusing on what we can do today to improve and grow. Do that enough? And we look back and compare the us of weeks, months, or years ago to the us of today, we should be greatly encouraged by our progress. And number three, add value to others. Now, that might seem a bit odd. I'm talking about how to raise our own self-image, and I'm telling you to add value to others. When we don't feel good about ourselves, we focus totally on ourselves. We can become self-protective and selfish because we feel that we have to in order to survive. We can combat those feelings by working to add value to someone else. Making a difference, even a small one, in the lives of others lifts one's self-esteem. It's hard to feel bad about yourself when you're doing something good for someone else. In addition to that, Adding value to others makes them value you more. It creates a cycle of positive feelings from one person to another. It's truly a great, great feeling to add value to another person, to put a smile on their face. And that feeling can actually become addictive. When my, when my son was 10 years old, we went to a baseball game, a, a storm chasers game. That's a minor league baseball team here in Omaha, for those that may not know. We we went every time they were playing the minor league team for the St. Louis Cardinals. After all, that's truly the only team that matters. Anyway, we, we had gone a number of times, and surprisingly, each time my son had gotten a baseball from one of the players. One day, I asked him if he wanted to do something special. I explained that I had heard a mother sitting several rows behind talking about how she and her kid had traveled three and a half hours to watch the game. My son's eyes got really big at the thought of that long of a drive. I explained that if he were to give that ball away to that child, it might make her experience amazing. Now, I told him he didn't have to, but asked him to just think about it. After another inning or so, he got up and gave the ball away. Afterwards, we we talked about how it felt to do something nice for someone else. He said it felt amazing. In fact, he gave a ball away at every game we went to after that. That continued actually for several years. And then at one game, a player gave him a baseball bat. Now, For anyone that doesn't understand, getting a baseball bat is a huge deal. It just doesn't happen that often. My son was probably 12 or 13 at the time. There was a kid sitting directly behind us, probably about 7 or 8. I was actually friends with his dad, so we had been talking back and forth throughout the game. Then I watched in amazement as my son reached over and gave this bat to the other boy. The boy, of course, was in shock. He was kicking his feet in excitement and screaming at his dad in joy. Afterwards, I asked my son about it, and he said that he did it for two reasons. And I'll, and I'll paraphrase here, but he, he wanted to make sure that the boy had an amazing experience. 
Did you catch that? He was thinking about someone else. And number two, he had had a rough day at school and he wanted to feel better. He knew that doing something for others immediately changes the way we view the world. Okay, so as we begin to wrap up here, let's put all of this together. People rarely perform above the expectations they have of themselves. The key then is to set the bar high. The way we think and speak about ourselves shapes our self-perception. So we must monitor our self-talk and beliefs about our own identity. Negative self-esteem snuffs out growth, while a positive, upbeat self-image inspires confidence and resilience. If you don't believe in yourself, you won't bet on yourself. So my final question to you is this. Are you ready to grow? Are you ready? I believe each one of us has an opportunity to make an impact. I, I believe that each one of us has the opportunity to enrich the lives of others. We can do this. But first, we need to acknowledge that fact. We need to acknowledge the fact that we have that power and accept it. We need to move past the negative narrative we keep telling ourselves. We need to stop comparing ourselves to others and we need to go out there and add value to others like it's our job. Like it's our job. Think of what we could create. Imagine the impact we could have in business and home. You are more powerful than you have allowed yourself to believe. You are more important than you have allowed yourself to believe. Do you want to do something special? Do you want to help others? Do you want to live your potential and, and help others reach theirs? Do you want to change the world with me? If so, tell me. Reach out to me at Casey at CaseyPutney.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y at C-A-S-E-Y-P-U-T-N-E-Y dot com. And let's get busy. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope you see value in yourself. Folks, I, I hope you have enjoyed our series on the laws of growth. And I, and I hope you'll come back for more episodes. The next two episodes will focus on kindness. We'll take a different approach to our conversations. As in each episode, we'll take a deep dive into two separate instances that I've experienced. I'll tell you the story, and then we'll peel back a few layers and see what we can learn. One story I'm really proud of, and the other, well, it's going to be it's going to be tough to tell. And that story, I'll get even more transparent than I've been thus far. In that episode, I'll truly invite you in to my personal life, my family life. My family has been met with a huge challenge um, here in the beginnings of 2020. It's been tough. There's been moments of doubt, experiences of success, and a lot of tears shed. I'm going to invite you in, in into that experience. I'm, I'm nervous about talking about it. But again, I think we can all learn from the experience. So I'll share. I hope you'll join me. 
Thank you again for listening. Good luck out there. And remember, I'm here to help. <laughs>